Shut up and sit down. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Saturday night, 9 p.m. Standard Time with the STS guys. We are a weekly podcast where we talk about anything geeky, nerdy, and cool. I am Jeremy. What's up? It's Larry. What's up? It's Nate. What's up? It's Scott. It sounds like maybe some people in this stream have went and saw Ant-Man. Would I be correct in that? I would think you are correct, sir. I think we might have all seen it. We right? I'll see it. Well, he said you, you didn't know for sure until uh, until I just said so right now. Um, uh, was that where you were, Jeremy? Um, no. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, did you just get back? No, no, no. Uh, like I saw Ant Man this morning at nine. Um, real, real quick. I got a funny story. I got a funny story. All right. So, so yeah. So I, I had all intentions of, of going and seeing Ant Man yesterday. Um, but I couldn't find any shows like with some decent seats that, that that Lindsay and everybody wanted. So what I went and did was I'm like, okay, what's my my other Fourth of July tradition is going and seeing the new Purge movie. So, but apparently, um, once when I bought the tickets for the Purge, and then I, I bought my Ant Man tickets at the same point in time, uh, it never when I switched the dates on the Harkin site. It didn't switch them on the movie phone site. So it bought my purge tickets for Saturday rather than on Friday night. And I'm like, so we go and sit down. So we go and sit down in these seats. And then these two women come up and say like, hey, those are our seats. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, these are my seats. No, see, see, this is my ticket. I'm like, I got tickets right here. See, then, yeah. So, so then, and then, then they go and get all huffy puffy and go and call the manager. And so I'm like, okay, go ahead, bring the manager. Go ahead, I don't care. So they, they, they go down, bring the manager back up. The manager comes back up and says, oh yeah, you do have these seats. So I don't know what the deal is. And so because it didn't actually say the date on the actual like screen itself because I had my bottom of the e tickets. So we walk out of the seats. They take those seats, and then the manager figured out, oh yeah, you bought your tickets for Saturday. I'm like. That's a that's a weird thing, Mike. What are the coincidence of the same movie at the same time in the same exact theater being on two days at the same time? I don't know. Um, especially like said on a new release weekend like that. I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. We had to move seats four times um, because people kept on purchasing the tickets before because the manager kept on placing us in different spots and was like, hey, you know what? These are theater reserve seats. You can sit here. Nope, can't sit there. I said, "There's." I said, "Let's look at the spot." This happened four seats. different times. Four seats different times. Taken. Yeah, seats taken. Uh, that sounds yeah. horrible. We were the most hated people in the movie theater. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty awful, man. It was so bad. But I was so nervous seeing Ant Man this morning because I thought the same thing was going to happen again. But alas, it did not. Hooray! Long story short, you got to see Ant Man and the Purge. And, and the purge. Yeah, yeah, this was a, a two movie, movie weekend. weekend. Yeah, a <laughs> movie weekend. 
So real quick, before we get too much further, I think we should say what's up to our chat, because if this is your first time listening to the SDS guys, we do our podcast live on YouTubes, um, typically on Saturdays at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time or Pacific Standard Time. Uh, so what's up, Heather Bradshaw? Super Gamer Boy, what's up? Russ, what's going on, man? Judge Jack, what's going on, my friend? Um, I said we got some lurkers as well. So what's going on, lurkers? Get involved in that. Hey, keeper friend of the podcast, Brian Rainey. Brian, welcome to the stream, my friend. Uh, you got a package in the mail headed your way. I'm excited for you to open that, my friend. Yeah, dude. No, you're going to be super, super excited for what's in that package, dude. Thanks, everybody, for joining. We already got a lot of people here. This is awesome. This makes us excited. Oh, and we just had, uh, Rob Molina join. What's up, Rob? Rob, the pun master, Molina. <laughs> He's always thrown in those puns during the live streams. Nicola Pinklacker, what's going on? All right. So, obviously, we're talking about Ant Man, right? Spoilers. Spoiler alert. Well, yeah, let's throw one out. We'll try as we normally do to keep Dude, it. Spoilers. Spoilers. All right, we're going to talk spoilers. <laughs> Fuck it. Like, <laughs> there's a lot, but there's no avoiding it. Spoiler. Timesies, timesies, timesies. Just because we, this was a subject before we started the live stream chat and everyone on the like said the thing and did you see did you notice nate is nice and clear now because he doesn't have potato internet anymore and yes. Scott upgraded his webcam to where he's got a widescreen now i got the hd cam now you can see all the imperfections nice yeah and i upgraded my internet i'm super stoked i'm no longer grainy guys yeah nice mine's probably the worst it. now yeah you still I look need, good i just need a better webcam i just have the one on the laptop Hey, well, I said we will we will get you a better webcam. Mm -hmm. And then I, I I also have to say just because I said this this is a thing between me and Larry. Me and Larry had a poster swap party. <laughs> so we did. So that so this poster is from Larry, and this poster is from Jeremy. Nice. Swap. You can't swap. see it. You can't like there's there's bad glare on both of ours, but right above the Infinity Gauntlet, that uh, Thanos poster is signed by Scotty Young, um, signature attained last weekend at Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con. Uh, if you haven't seen our coverage from Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con, go check out our channel for lots of cool videos that Jeremy and Scott did. Yeah, yeah, they had a pretty good time. They did some awesome stuff. They met some cool people, and they posted all about it, so you can see it, you can experience it with them. It's pretty cool. So Ant Man, guys. Yeah. Let's talk Ant Man. So I'm gonna Let's say I'm just just because I'm gonna say it one more time. If you haven't seen it, we're gonna spoil the living shit out of this movie. So just fair <laughs> fair fucking warning at this point. Like I'm for anybody. Put that in the chat. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. Hey, hey, what's going on? Casual guys? unboxing, what's going on? Casual, what's going on? Yo, so. boys, little ace, join the channel as well. All right. So, what did you guys think? I know Scott and Nate saw it together. We did. Um, we Thursday had a night. We we had we, a, nice had, a, we had an adult boy date. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Scott cheated on me. I a little bit. Yeah. Like I'll I go where, this, I go where I the free stuff is, man. You know. <laughs> I may have missed parts of the movie. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm like, why? Oh, <laughs> why? I get it. Yeah. Uh, all right, <laughs> and that was awkward. So, what did you guys? What did you guys think? I didn't make the sex joke this time. I just wanted it on the record. <laughs> so, we're we gonna give our overall scores now, or are we just gonna give a summary of what we think? 
Well, did you? Well, we can do scores, I guess. Did, yeah. Did you? Did you like it? I did like it. Um, I thought it was good. It's one of those movies that's not essential to watch. It's not essential to be part of the Marvel universe. It has a small little tie-in to Infinity War, um, but I thought it was hilarious. I think Paul Rudd's really good. Michael Pena does a really good job. The whole cast just goes well together. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little high. I'm gonna give it a a four out of five. Wow. That's high. Well, that's that's up there with like Black Panther, right? Yes. I think you give Black Panther a four too. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to like a lot of stuff, so <laughs> I always give everything high scores. Uh, I, I, it's pretty know. rare that I'll hate something, but this one, I just I just really liked it. There was something about it that I really enjoyed. The movie is the the two hours went by super quick. Yeah, I will say something. Nate and I, I think, are the same way. When we first see a movie, I think we tend to rate it really high, and then as we start to like think about it, like if you reassess it like a month later, the scores sometimes drop, you know, like things. So it's like, I think if I would redo black Panther now, I would have dropped it down a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, but I think, I think positively of things right at first. And then the more I see it, I'm like, eh, maybe that's not so good. Yeah. All right. So just, just, just because you're rating. So what specifically did you like about the movie? Like what, what, like why, why did you rate it four out of five? So for me, the use of, like they really played up the different sizes, you know, small, large, small, large, messing with different objects, throwing it into the combat. Um, the way that one scene where Wasp is in the kitchen and she throws the salt shaker and blocks that guy's path. That was so cool to me. Uh, the visual effects were just amazing when they go into the quantum realm, excuse me, that was cool. Um, you know, just the way that Ghost moved. I thought Ghost was really cool because you could see her. It's almost like different possibilities of how she could go. She could go left, right, back, forward. Right. But, you, you know, you get to see her go in one way. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of things about the movie. It was really, really well done. And then the humor was huge for me. I was laughing the whole movie. What about you, Scott? What did you like? So I, let, I'll just drop in and say my score. I am right there with you, Nate. Four out of five for me for this one. Um, this This doesn't end up in my top five of Marvel movies, but I think it's eking its way into the top 10. Like I, I think like that's, I would place it within that, that, that top 10 of them. There's actually enough for us to do like the top 10 and bottom 10, by the way, which is really crazy about, <laughs> about the movies at this point. Um, and, and I'm going to go with thing. I think they did really well with the pacing of the movie. Like they kept like the jokes, the action and everything um, moving very very well throughout it so there's never a point where you're like oh i'm getting kind of bored with this like they move it fairly quickly and they have that really good mix of like action comedy that that marvel is getting down to a science at this point mm -hmm. um, there is one complaint i have and I, I told this to you nate a lot of the like the the size gags unfortunately were spoiled by the uh um by the trailers like the Pez dispenser, the salt shaker, a lot of the stuff where they're like, oh, they're using these different size objects, like shrinking the car and everything. Yeah. This would have all been the building. Yeah. Like, yeah all the, the cool, building. cool stuff was in the trailer. It was already in the trailer. It would have been really cool to save some of that stuff for like, oh, I didn't know the cars could shrink too. Like, yeah, yeah or, that's 100% true. They did yeah. show a lot when you look back at it. You're like, wow, there wasn't really any size things that they did not spoil. Now, I couldn't like spoil like the, uh, um, the the story basically because they did a really good job of not 
telling the story in the trailers, but they spoiled a lot of like, here's the stuff that we're going to shrink and we're going to get big. And he's going to turn to giant man and, you know, with the boat, we saw that all in the trailer. So that was the one major complaint I had is a lot of the stuff that I was like really excited to see, or these cornerstones of the different parts of the movie were already in the trailer. True. Very good point. All right. Who's up next? Jeremy, Larry. Which one of us wants to go first? Larry. I'll go first. Uh, uh oh, I'm scared for this. Nah. Um, so I agree. I agree with the pacing. That's that's a really good point. Like at no point did this movie feel long, which is usually a big deal for me. Like if a movie like feels like it drags or stuff, like I, I'm gonna hate it like instantly, right? If it feels long, not my thing. This definitely didn't feel that way. Um, I didn't really like. I, I was thinking about the the shrinking and growing thing. I didn't didn't really click until Scott said it though. Like you guys are right. Like it totally. It's totally everything got spoiled in the trailers. I would have liked more, like, hey, this is cool. Um, but I like so my rating, it's a generous three. Like I feel like I'm being I feel like I'm being nice by, by going that high. Um I the villain sucked. Ghost was a super weak villain. So, um, so here's the thing is I, I would like to say on this lady, that she's not a villain, she's just an antagonist. There really the isn't. A, there really isn't a villain like that. Yeah. That was one of the things that dropped it down for me to yeah. the floor. There so is missed, no villain. So it's missed just, opportunity. Yeah. To to yep. set that up, like like Nate said, the, the special effects on Ghost super awesome. Like that opening scene when she first shows up and she's shifting all over the place. Like that was so cool. But that was like her one big scene. Like there were some other fights later on. But like by then you already knew that it wasn't going anywhere. She really wasn't a bad guy. Like I was. I lost interest in that really fast. Um, so I, the, the thing I'll add into it is that it was kind of the saving grace at the end. This is one of the few Marvel movies where the bad guy is still alive at the end. Like, yeah, but she's not a bad guy. She's going to be an Avenger guy. now. Uh, right. She's good. She's going to come back in some way, which is lame. I don't, I don't want yeah. that. Yeah. So, mm, yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, not Avenger, Avenger, but it could, it could be like a three-way team up: Ant Man, Wasp, and Ghost. A, like yeah. she's not going away. Yeah. But to Larry's point, one of the first things I said to Scott when I left, I was like, "Man, Ghost was kind of a weak villain." Yeah. But then there's kind of multiple villains. You know, there's the government guy that's working from some other unknown entity that they keep talking about, but we never learn who that is. So yeah, I agree. There wasn't right. really a strong central villain in this movie. No, Lawrence Fishburne didn't care about that. True. Um, right, that that thing was weak. I think he'll be back, but whatever. I don't even care. And just the whole plot, I get why we have to go save what's her name, Janet. Mm -hmm. I, I get why we have to go save the mom, but I didn't need to see that. That did nothing for me. I don't care that Hope misses her mom for 30 years. I don't I don't care that Hank's missing his wife. Like really the center of Ant-Man for me, like the first one was Paul Rudd. I like Paul Rudd. I really don't care about Hank Pym and Hope. And so like their whole emotional thing about trying to get the mom back, it really didn't do much for me. It was kind of on that level of like Star-Lord's dad. I didn't need to see Ego. Like that wasn't, that wasn't a thing that needed to happen. Um, I, again, I get I get what this is going to set up and why we had to go save uh, Janet from the quantum realm, but I didn't need to see that story. I was happy with her death. Didn't realize it till last night, but I was happy with her not being around. She really doesn't do anything other than showing up and, you know, here's where that big spoiler comes in. She shows up and cures Ghost at the end. Like, 
That's about it. That was her job was. Yeah. And, for, and she for, and she looks at Hope and calls her Peanut. Yeah, that was for it. as much buildup as there was to rescue her, yeah. she had such a small part, and then which I won't go into it. You know, the ending. It's like okay, she's there and gone. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of things that <clears throat> it kind of annoy. And Jeremy, I'll, we'll get to your your thing in a second. But <laughs> I, I've always said one of my favorite things, or like biggest pet peeves about movies, is when somebody writes a movie that the entirety of it didn't have to happen had people just made one decision. The fact that the entire time Ghost is trying to basically st- like siphon off power from Janet to, to live, had she just let the whole thing happen, Janet could have cured her anyway, right? Like this, her being a bad guy never sh- needed to happen. That kind of was a little bit like, Bleh. right? It was a forced, yeah. it was a forced villain. Forced like villain. you said, she wasn't even really a villain, but like they tried to set it up as, oh, here's this bad guy. It's like that just died so fast for me. Um, Although, so Jeremy, let, let's go to your your side of things because I know you've been you've been waiting I very have, patiently. I have been patiently waiting. Um, so I'm not trying to copy Larry, but my rating is also a three out of yes. five. <laughs> um, honestly, for almost everything that you said in regards to like the the quote unquote villain of the movie. Um, there was no there was there was there was no villain. And when you have like characters like Walton Goggins, Walton Goggins has played some awesome characters like in a ton of different TV shows. If you've ever seen um Justified, if you've ever seen The Shield, um I said, or if you've ever seen I said a couple uh uh, uh Hateful Eight. Yeah. Uh, say any movie where you need a uh, murderous redneck. Yeah. It's like I said. Like I said I, I thought he, he was completely underused for uh, something. I said for a casting that they could have done so much, so much other stuff with, completely underused. Um, but the whole, like I said, it, it was the ghost thing that 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 hung me up because it is such a plot hole among all parts of the movie. Um, like so, for example, you have, like I said. She teams up with with Lawrence Fisherman. I forget what his character in, in the in the movie is called. Um, but okay, so it was all a matter of convenience. It was just super convenient that okay. So was he teamed up with her all along, and then he's been trying to fix, and he's been trying to fix her all along. So was she built that chamber for her, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh yeah, and I know we, we can we can automatically use Janet to to, to to fix you because like I said we automatically know this is going to work. We know that she's actually in the quantum realm. We know that we can we can we can use her to cure you. And then at the end of the movie, like I said, she's not actually cured, which leads into that end credit scene because they're going to get quote unquote healing particles. Um, from the quantum realm. And so I, I think it was, I, I think it's more of a, the entire movie, the entire movie was basically a credit to that end credit scene, which is basically gives Ant-Man the out. For why he was, yeah. The that he's in at the, at the at, in that end credit scene. I Here's the thing I will say about the end credit scene. I do appreciate that it flat out said exactly like you wanted to know where ant-man is this is exactly where he was like here is his exact what is he doing like it's not like in that way he's like oh he's on house arrest 
you're like, oh, okay, what, like, what do you mean he's just on house arrest? Like, you couldn't have broke him out for, like, this giant purple dude and his, like, friends attacking again? Like, at no point were they like, hey, maybe let's bring these guys out, but, like, this shows exactly where he was. Yeah. yeah. So, they still uh, didn't try to contact him. Yeah, they still could have, like, they still ignored him, even, like you said, he was kind of on house arrest right up to that last yeah. minute. Yeah, so you guys are bringing up a great point that I wanted to talk about. How the hell did nobody know that Thanos was attacking? Because that had to be going on at the same time. And he, like, attacked New York. He had that huge battle in Wakanda, which, you know, was secret, but wasn't during that battle, I'm sure. I mean, there was stuff going on all over the place. So how do these guys not know about it? I know they were super busy doing their own thing, but this is like a, a world event. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, you didn't get, I get text message alerts when like there's a, a dust storm coming to town. You didn't get a, oh, Purple Grimace attacking the world text yeah. alert. Well, like the, the only saving grace is this did take place in, in what, San Francisco, right? So th they are on the other side of the US. So they probably are like, oh, somebody attacked New York. I'm yeah. not supposed to be. 9-11, dude. 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> we all knew we're on the West Coast. <laughs> Never forget I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. To, to Larry's point, we have the technology in these movies, oh, to shrink down into quantum size, but not to tune into the latest news break. Well, I mean, we have, we for God's sakes, we have a fucking Amber Alert system, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. know when a a child gets abducted, a state over, like you can't as, tell, yeah. as well as old people in, with the silver. yeah, the silver alert. I get, yeah, I get the lost old people all the time. Like those alerts pop up on my phone, but you can't. No one in the news was like, hey, you know, uh, Scott Lang is kind of a superhero, and um, the FBI agents basically know that he's messing with them by the end. Yeah, They're I not going to come get him like real quick to be like, hey, we, can we borrow you for like a, a few hours? Like, <laughs> we won't hold this against you. Right. And, you know, I thought they were going to try to allude to it a little bit more, like explain why he really can't get in contact with the Avengers or anything else. Um, you know, and I'm, we've been kind of dancing around this scene, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. It wasn't until the after credits scene, the poof moment uh, where, um, you know, some of the characters go poof, spoiler alert. All that, of the characters. All, yeah, everyone. all the characters except for Ant-Man, all the big ones. So Pym, uh, Van Dyke, um, and I can't believe the other one. Wasp. Yeah. Hope. Janet and so, Hope. Yeah. They all go poof. They all, they all got they all got dusted. But um, yeah, it wasn't until that that they connected it to Infinity War. Yeah. And then by that point, the yeah. movie was over. So it gave you really no time to think of like, wait, oh, yeah. So that was going on the whole time, you know? So, yeah, so yeah, that's true. Like, I didn't I didn't really think of it till the end. And now that we're sitting down and talking about it, like, where's that Amber alert for Thanos or whatever? But I don't know. It's it's weird. So Johnson um, comes in. Uh, are there spoilers? We are talking about a little bit of spoilers in here, Johnson. So you just, uh, you just spoiled the biggest spoiler there is. Yeah, I just spoiled the big one. So hopefully, you didn't not get that. In. Sorry, man. Yeah. Uh, so so everything. Like, so it's not a. It's not a. You can't spoil this movie. And I, I, I think that's. I think that's the thing. Not really. Being a trailer for this movie, you can't spoil this movie yeah. because there's nothing. There's nothing that happens in this movie that really like is such a pivotal moment where it's like, oh, this is that 
ah moment or this is that so i hate to bring it back to infinity war but it's no red skull is stonekeeper and he's had the soul stone this entire time yeah spoiler alert in case you haven't seen infinity war um or like i said there's this just to me like i said this movie especially with the trailers felt a lot like spider-man homecoming where i know the entire plot of the movie from the trailers yeah where okay so you have hank pym is trying to get back trying to get back janet Said Ant Man is under house arrest. He comes out of house arrest, you know, with, with he goes with uh with Hope, trying to like you know grab this technology to rescue Janet. Then yeah. he encounters Ghost, and like Ghost we knew Ghost wanted the technology. Like we know he gets really big, he gets really small. Like you, yeah, yeah like really the yeah. the trailer told you everything. There's some some filler, but. Yeah, uh, there's no surprises. And that, but like I said as far as like I said, my my overall rating of the movie, like I said, like I, said I like the first Ant Man way better than this one. Yeah, me too. Like just uh, like talking top ten, bottom ten. Um, like Ant Man's in my top five. This is in my bottom ten somewhere. I'm not sure exactly where yet, but like it's worse than Black Panther, worse than Doctor Strange. It's somewhere around those Iron Man sequels and maybe like Thor Ragnarok because I didn't really like Ragnarok. Okay, we're gonna have to readjust. Uh, go back through the uh, the ratings that we have. I still have that of the ones we're gonna add Ant Man and the Wasp and redo our ratings and Infinity War because I don't and think we, we, did that, yeah, yes. we did that before. No, that. I think we added that one because that was the number one for I think all of us. Mm, I don't think I added it. I think I think it was before Infinity War because yeah. it was Ragnarok. We did that. Yeah, I thought Infinity War was part of that list. Yeah, that was that was. I think it was part of the list. We'll re we're maybe for. The, <laughs> Wait. I know next week Larry and I are out. So after that, when we come back, we'll do a we'll do our yeah. top ten and our like SGS guys the, the little weighted scale that I that we created. What our actual group top ten is, I think we need to have that up. I, I think Larry brings up a good comparison though. So he thinks Ant Man one's better. What do you think, Scott? I thought Ant Man two was better. I liked it more. I think the there wasn't a lot to the, the actual story. It was like I said, it was there wasn't major stakes, but I think it still told a really good story. Mm -hmm. What about you, Nate? Um, so this is a hard one for me because one of the things I said to Scott right after I got out of the movie is like, I wish we could have seen Ant Man in his prime. He was always dealing with some kind of issue, like his yeah. suit was having issues the whole movie, or he didn't have a suit, or Wasp was kind of taking the spotlight. I like that they expanded the universe in this one, but I liked the action of pure Ant-Man in the first one a little bit more. But I think, you know, as far as comparing the movies, this one fits into the universe for me a little bit better just because it does kind of tie in with the overall Marvel universe. Well, and I, here's the thing I'll add with this one. This is a great movie to say that we don't have to have these movies all have a direct tie to the overarching story, right? We can have these unique storylines and then they just pop in a little bit of here's how it connects, but it's not a really big thing. Like Black Panther to me was a direct, like here's everything you need to know about where infinity war is going to take place so that you know what's going on. Like there was too much, I think into the other movies, whereas this one literally had that one that, the poof scene where you saw everyone evaporate mm -hmm. at the end. Like that's the scene that really was the major, the, the tie, but nothing else really tied it in other than 
him talking about like why the hell he went to civil war like how yeah, he got arrested in the first base right who cares again right for me it's who cares yeah so jeremy uh, what, what do you think one or two? Oh, one by by far i love i love i love, I love the first one like i said it just had all those magic moments it had like i said even, like I said it, it had the humor. Like I said I like the humor better than the first one. I like that, even though I I know that this one had a lot of like like I said there, there's certain parts of both movies I like. Like honestly, I love the stuff they chose to grow and shrink in the first movie. Um, they they carefully did it in this movie. Like one of my favorite things probably about the movie was the, the whole Matchbox cars wheel because I actually had Dude. I had that Matchbox car. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so I, I you, we knew that they were gonna have the car shrinking, right? That was gonna be a, a guarantee. But the fact that he carried it in the goddamn matchbox car wheel <laughs> was the greatest thing in the world. It was pretty great. And then when Michael Pena's character gets it, and he's like, "Oh, I love you, Hank Pym," because he sees <laughs> like you know, kind of a tricked out ride. He's like, "I'm gonna do that one." And it, it was a Hyundai. <laughs> yeah, that was lame. But I mean, First off, it's it's a Hyundai, but it's it's also Michael Pena's character, which you could well, totally see driving a pimped out Hyundai. That was definitely one of those sponsorship moments. Like, like oh, this car is sweet, and it's it, a Hyundai. It does, yeah. but, like, had they tried to put like it, that in the Fast and the Furious, they'd have been laughed out of it. But the fact that it's like Michael Pena's dumbass driving that car from this, like, it was amazing. Like, it made yeah. me laugh even more. The fact that it's like this tricked out car, but it's also a shitty tricked out car. <laughs> So my except honestly my except let's talk about like favorite worst parts of the movie. So I'll I'll kick it off since I'm throwing this this conversation out. My favorite part of the movie has nothing to do even with Ant Man. Um, my favorite part of the movie was the whole truth serum scene. Oh, of basically saying, oh like hey this guy he's really good at getting the truth, and like I he's like. He's like he came up with this mixture. This oh, it's all, oh, that's truth serum. True. No, no, it just makes you very susceptible to suggestion. Yeah. So truth serum. Yeah. So I so said that that was probably probably one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. Uh, I just love at the end when the guy's yeah. like, "It is truth serum." because <laughs> yeah, like, he has it. And just I, tied it all together. I think I like it because it, like it ties it back. It ties it back at the very end. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I say I I can I can I really just have a movie of Michael Pena in the suit like he requests, just the one with no powers, just a super suit running around, like because I kind of want that. I just want him as a character, like have him join the Avengers, no powers, just him in like a super suit. No, the, I, the weird, the weird, like don't they call it like a motorcycle suit in the first one? Yeah, like just get him, get him a fancy motorcycle suit with a helmet. Yeah, nothing. You don't need any like any shrinking abilities. Just put him in one. That's all he wants. Yeah, just no. wants to feel cool. Yeah. All right. So my worst part of the movie that I that I that I think I hated the most is the simplicity of the end of the movie. Like, literally, they like I said they rescue Janet. She has the magic healing touch. And everything's fixed. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it was just an, an easy way to do that. But then everything, like, so then you find out in a post credit scene that everything is better. Um, I, it, it was just a, it was a weird way to, to wrap up the movie. And I, like I said, it's just this entire movie 
literally just serves as a single thread to wrap out the so the Avengers in uh, Avengers Four. Uh, so the next Avengers movie. That's the only thing this even sets up in regards to like just placing the bread come the breadcrumb of the technology and what like I said and who, who's going to be involved. Yeah. That, so, that's how they're going back in time, right? Is yeah, quantum realm, potentially, right? The so, whole but, movie was just to set gotta, up the. Here, here, here's the thing, though. The, like, I'm gonna, uh, I'll, I'm gonna add because I don't think it's set up in Avengers Four as much as it set up something else, which it, is Cassie Lang getting the suit. So I think I think you're right because that's t- like they, they they did the whole Cassie scenes a couple of times. But I think what's going to happen is Ant Man's going to go back in time, forward in time, and at some point he's going to go forward in time and he's going to run into future Cassie and she's going to be like. What's they, going on, Dad? So, according but, to Avengers, I think it's Avengers Four. There is well, a girl playing Cassie who is much older, yeah, than the one that's currently playing her. Right. I don't yeah, think it's going to be a permanent thing. I think he's just going to go visit her while he's trying to figure out how this time travel thing that, works. And I don't, I don't necessarily agree that it didn't add anything to the MCU. Oh, what, what's up, Jeremy? Because of that, the the reason that's it's it's the how because they explain exactly how the time travel works in the movie. It's 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 she's it's, it's, Janet says it at the very at end. At the end, yeah. So avoid the tardigrades because they'll try to eat you, and also avoid the time vortexes because they'll try to suck you in, and then you'll get stuck in a different. Right. Well, yep. the time. So you talk about Jeremy. Everything kind of they spell everything out. If if you get a chance, because I started paying attention to it. Um, when they're do, the, when they walk in on the lecture, he's basically talking about kind of multiverses and and kind of explains how time travel would work in that aspect mm-hmm. when you have like the unstable like probabilities and things like they've already brought up how they could do it like it was brought up even earlier but you didn't yeah. really have a reference until the very end yeah and what i was going to say is i don't agree that's the only thing that it added because just look at all the extra characters that we have now we have a potential goliath even though he didn't use his powers at all he could be used at some point to help the avengers four we have a possible cassie lang because they kept hinting at the fact that she wanted to be a hero too. We have now the Wasp, um, you know, and we have Ghost, who could be a good person. So we actually have like four additional characters just from this one movie that can now help Avengers and Avengers 4. So it did set up a lot of the time realm stuff in the quantum realm and figuring out the whole time travel, but it also just added four new characters to the fold. So here, here's here's a prediction. What if they uh, Avengers four to kill Thanos at the end? They use Ghost to do what Scott Lang says: reach into his chest and, and rip out his heart. That would be sweet. <laughs> I mean, like it's, they, it's they, the they actually one. they actually call it at the end. Would it though? <laughs> is that how you want Avengers four to end with Ghost? I'd be pissed. If I would if too. Happens, I'd be pissed. Yeah, no, it's it's not gonna happen. Are you fucking kidding me? Like that's not gonna happen. But uh, the scenes oh one phase four with Cassie Lang, maybe. Yeah, I actually think that they're gonna go forward in time in Avengers four. Introduce Cassie as because it's like a girl who's like sixteen or seventeen, right? That's that's playing the character, so that puts her at you know probably roughly that age. Like what, ten years in the future? Ten year, yeah, ten years in the future. Exactly. Yeah, so she'll be you know able to play, you know, off of that, and and we have a Cassie Lang. So if if not, like as a Phase Four, they could introduce another Ant Man or something that has Cassie as the main person, steals her dad's suit or something, 
and and goes off and you know has her own kind of movie and potentially her, that could be our next Ant Man. What's her character's name? I'll Jeremy, do you know? Here. I I cannot r- remember the side character here. I got it. Uh, starts with the S. Um, there we go. Uh, as stature, stature. Yeah. Right. So she's stature, and then more recently she's Ant-Girl. stinger. Yeah. Yeah. Stinger. Ant girl, stinger. So, I, can I can I also make one thing? I also I liked about I, that I did actually did like about this movie, and it like said, and it's it's one thing that they're going to bring into uh, Captain Marvel is. And I'll, basically, there's other movie studios that are looking at Marvel Studios, figuring out exactly how they do this so well. Is the whole de aging process of other? Oh, yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. So here, here here's the thing: so to talk about the de aging, though, how can the end fight scene in Black Panther be such shitty CG, and then you have de aging on the scale that they had for this one? Like, w- w- why was there such a big difference? I don't and think anybody has an answer. <laughs> Crickets. But here's the, yeah. the de-aging thing, though, is so what's going to be impressive is they're actually using, so they're, I was reading an article right before I did the podcast. They're actually, for the entirety of the movie, for uh, uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Samuel Jackson's going to be de-aged 25 years for the entire movie. So they're keeping up that, that, that effect for the entire length of Captain Marvel. Well, I mean, first off, they look what they did with Michael Douglas, right? Like, I and could not Michelle tell the difference. Be- well, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer was good, but like Michael Douglas, that looked like him straight out of Wall Street. Like, yeah, legitimately. yeah that was a Jer- Jeremy saying, like, yeah. I- I'm sure Nick Fury's not going to be in a, t- a ton, but yeah. I think he's going to be in a good. Uh, he's going to be in a good amount. Like, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, but do they need that effect the whole time? Like, if you keep him, like, I'm sure with. Hollywood with makeup and stuff, they might be able to bring him back so that, you know, the touch-ups may only have to be minor. Because, dude, first off, Samuel Jackson has looked the same yeah. for the last, like, 10 years. Like, it, it, He's a pretty easy guy to do it for. He's a pretty easy yeah. guy, because he has not aged at all in terms of how he looks, just because I think, like, he's been pretty much the same person the whole way. Like, he he's he kind of came in at a point where that age was already a factor for him. So de-aging him doesn't really need to be done as much as like someone like Michael Douglas, who's what, like 95? He's, not, think, Ant-Man. he's not Carrie Fisher. Yeah. So yeah. It's like a totally different person. Right. I think Jeremy's point, and I kind of agree with it, is that we've slowly seen them working on this de-aging throughout their movies. Like, you know, um, I can't remember which one it was specifically. I think it was Civil War where you see, you know, uh, Tony go back in time and think about his parents. And then you see it in Ant-Man. Now you're seeing it again here. Um, I think they're trying to perfect that for probably Captain Marvel's because they know the whole movie is going to be just that de-aging process. Um, you know, there's little things that I noticed. Uh, Scott brought up a point. It looked like from when he was from Wall Street. There's little things that I noticed, like, because Michael Douglas is so thin now, I think when they try to put that younger face on him, he looks a little thinner than he might have back then. Because it's just he, a small he had that fat face back in the day. Yeah, he was a little bit fatter. You know, he just had a little bit more filled out yeah. face. But now that he's older, he's got like more of a sunken in, thinner face, and you can kind of see it. 
Because he, he's, he has a sunken face because he's at death's door. Like that man is ancient. That's what I mean. It's a small gripe. Like they do a really good job, but that's little things that you notice. Like it's not one hundred percent perfect, but it's pretty darn close. Dude, they they freaking knocked it out of the park with Lawrence Fishburne, though. That's true. Like, they did do really good with him. His, yeah, his de aging was amazing. Oh, and it's also Disney too. If you think about it, they made what Tarkin a fake character. They made Leia a fake character. But it you could tell those were. Yeah, the, you could look at it and see that those were like something didn't look right about them. Like when they would talk, like it was something about the mouth that when they talked, you could tell that they were CG characters, right? Mm-hmm. With yeah. these ones, like you would have to look pretty damn hard to to notice that the aging actually was was going on. Well, it's it's someone's full time job to sit there and try to make this process look as good as it can be. And Rogue One came out just like normal time, like two years ago, right? So they've had like two plus years to work on improving this. Like it should keep getting better and better. Well, yeah. Rogue One to me was actually kind of almost a step backwards because if you remember um, what they did with Ego, right back in the day, like he had him driving the car and stuff, and you could not tell that Kurt Russell. Was Rogue, that, Rogue, like, One, Rogue One was before Guardians too, though. But was yeah, it? I, yeah, I that's what I'm saying. Like Kurt, like the Kurt Russell thing, or even the the Michael Douglas and Ant Man one yeah. looked cool. way better than anything they did in Rogue One. I I don't know if they used a different studio or what, but it was like whatever Marvel's doing with the the de aging. Look at I mean, fucking Tony Stark uh, in uh, Civil War when he does the was it barf right the. Mm-hmm his little memory yeah. thing he looks way better than they did in in rogue one completely and he's talking the whole time yeah i think it just goes back to what jeremy was saying is that they've been working on this for a while that you can see it in past movies at least the last five or six from what i can remember where they have some kind of de-aging because it helps tell a story where you can you know expand somebody's timeline just by adding or reducing years from them yeah you think I honestly don't even think you can compare Rogue One's de aging to this, just for the simple fact of yeah, you have one. It wasn't Leia at all. It was a complete CG model. Um, like she wasn't she wasn't a she. It wasn't her basically acting it out. Uh, and then Tarkin, that was they said he's dead. And that so, guy died. Yeah, they brought a dead guy back to life. Yeah. So I said, and I and I think I said. I think the de-aging process CG works a lot better when you have the actual actor that's still alive, the same facial structures and everything else like that, that they they basically have the template there to work with and just kind of smooth everything out. Right. They already have a face that they can put a a younger model on and it's the same face. It's not, they're trying to overlay it over somebody else. Yeah, I agree. If anything, Leia and Tarkin were practice on working out, the kinks of maybe going full CGI or overlaying it onto a character, you know, who knows, but they are obviously investing a lot into that CGI and not just from the facial structure and the, you know, the CGI characters, but just in the visual effects alone. All right. So important question. <laughs> I'm, I'm done talking CGI. Important question. The next movie is Captain Marvel in March. Do we see Ant-Man in Captain Marvel? I say yes. I do too. I think that's how he's going to escape is that he goes through one of those time realms and maybe runs into her. I, yep. 
I, I think it's a, a possibility. Even like, if it's just like an after credit scene or something, yeah, like, I think up, he's yeah. going to be there, which is going to establish how he's able to move in time. That way we can hit Infinity War running with like the good guys, you know, trying to figure out how they, you know, how they stop Thanos. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, the end of the movie, he's stuck there. So either somebody's going to have to help him or he's going to have to figure out some way to get out of there. So what do you, what do you think happens in Avengers 4 too? Like, does he go back in time and, or do they figure out how to go back in time and get the infinity stones? Do they go to the future? Do they go to like another world? Cause I, I read that that's a possibility too. You can go to like alternate universes, right. do this quantum well, realm. I know. And I think that's the, the thing that, that hit me is ghost brought up the, the whole, she exists in multiple universes at the same time. Right. Yeah. So that's the the thing that I thought was yeah, more you just set up pressing. the multiverse, right? More than than time travel is the fact that there's parallel realities and that ghosts can travel between them, yeah. which means that at a quantum scale, Ant Man theoretically can too. Yeah, I actually love this question, Larry. How is it going to affect Avengers Four? Because if you think about the time travel and like maybe they'll think of different ways to secure the Infinity Stones better, so he doesn't get them so easily. Because if you remember from some of the trailers and some of the screenshots. It was uh, showing Thanos with only a few stones instead of all of them in that final scene. So maybe it shows what happens when they do restrict some of the Infinity Stones and how that affects Thanos and his power. Um, I think that's a really great tie-in. I didn't even think about like, okay, what's it going to do for the timeline? Maybe. But you're going to probably use that a lot to change up yeah. the story. Yeah, that's where I was going. I, the whole to me, that, that's where I was going before. Like the whole purpose of this movie to me is just to set up how they're going to fight Thanos in Avengers 4. That's why we had to go back and get Janet, even though, like I said, I don't care about Janet, but we had to go back and get her to set up this whole quantum realm thing and how Scott and uh, that team, right? Because they're a team now, like Team Flash, Team Ant-Man. Uh, team Ant-Man now knows how to control this. So when they meet up with Cap and Iron Man, um, they're all going to have to get together and figure out how they use this new technology. Because even, um, even the Time Stone, like, he dr strange could change like what's in front of him but he he couldn't do much with it um right. with this with this quantum realm thing you go back and change you can grab things you can you can do all this stuff that they didn't have access to before so, so here's, here's the question i have with that though because i i don't know if it's actually going to end up being them going back in time to actually change things or if it's just like a hey warning aspect because of dr strange now, there's that whole thing with Doctor Strange that when the Ancient One talks to Doctor Strange, she says she basically looks at the future and everything, and she but she can't see past the moment of her death, right? Like, once she dies, she can't see beyond that. But Doctor Strange can see beyond everything because if he died, right, he shouldn't be able to see beyond that, but he actually knows how they win. But you think that if he goes into it, it, he shouldn't be able to see the like an alternate timeline of events. <laughs> Maybe they conveniently forgot right. that they established that, Doctor Strange. I think. Yeah. That's what I like, forgot I think, about that. Like it, it, it kind of ties in the hint that like people who go, you know, who got dusted, don't actually die, right? Because he still sees beyond that. True. All right. I see right. So they, they kind of hinted towards that. So my question is: Does he just go back and like tell everybody, like, "Hey, guys"? This thing, here it goes. I, my thought is, I think Tony Stark is still going to be involved. I don't think it's just Ant-Man going back and forth. The only reason is because 
in those set photos that were leaked, right, with everyone with the the shit on their hand, there are two versions of Robert Downey Jr. walking around. One of them oh, yeah. is the and he is great. He has, he has he's the in, gray hair. Yeah, he's in New York with you know fighting Loki with gray hair. So yeah, with they're hair. they're definitely going together. So so he somehow brings Tony with him. Yep. So I think there, well, there he, there's kind of an smart. aspect of that, right? So they need they need Tony Stark and all his weapons intelligence and all that stuff to figure out how to properly to do this. Um, yeah, absolutely. So it, it, it's that thing where it's like, I don't think it's going to be, oh, just Ant-Man's going to start figuring out the time vortexes. I think somehow Tony finds him or figures something out and then uses him to maybe figure out how to time travel. Yeah. And Shuri. Because like, yeah. Shuri's really smart, too. Yeah, I think I those think two... Yeah, they're going to team up, and you know Scott's going to tell them what, what hey, he's and learned the, and what he's doing, and they're, they're the ones who have to figure out right. what to do with it. Yeah, the, hey, in the quantum realm, there's these things called time vortexes that help you travel in time. And they're gonna be like, oh shit, we can use yeah. those to, to time travel. But oh, like vibranium and build that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, <laughs> like, 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 oh, I was doing it, but I need something stronger. And Shuri's like, hey, I, I can vibranium. vibranium. Which for a for a weird metal that can only that's basic only property is that it like absorbs all kinetic energy. It sure does do a ton of other shit. It's got a lot of capability. Yeah. It does whatever so, they want it to do at this point. It, it, it is. It's it's like, Tyler calvert brings up something funny ant-man just ruins the timeline like the flash i didn't think about it but yeah ant-man if he can start traveling through time he's going to be like the marvel version of the flash maybe we'll get a flashpoint type movie ant-man point yeah Yeah, ant-man point ant hill yes the ant hill um so we 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 talked about the uh the mid-credit scene what was everyone's thought about the end, the very end credit scene, though? Man. So, yeah, we just started this discussion earlier about what we liked best and what we liked worst. That was on my list for worst part of the movie for me. It added nothing, and I hated that I waited the whole credits to see it. Yeah. The only thing I think it did is it it was supposed to be like a little funny joke, like, "Hey, the ant's still going around and and doing its what it's." told to do i think it was just there to kind of show like the empty streets of like what was yeah. the overall aftermath of the snap yeah that the world was now the world was now reporting on it it took yeah. all, all this time when it's just that finally put it on the news apparently yeah. here's here's the funny thing i i before they even had that end credit scene i already knew what the the, the next end credit because was once i found out there was two i already knew exactly what was going to happen because they didn't they didn't address it once scott went back home of what happened to the ant that was mimicking scott they didn't address it i'm like that's going to be an end credit scene whether it's gonna be in the first one or the second one that's going to be an end credit scene and it looked like it was almost a repeat of a scene from within the movie itself yeah he was playing the drums briefly yeah it was, it was extended it was, cut the same scene. It's just, it's just the same scene, but there's no people in the streets. Yeah, as, has, good, as good as the first end credit scene was, the second one was equally as bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I think like there's better tease. way. There's better ways that you could have done that. So we're 50 minutes in, right? Um, what other like high level points do you guys got that we need to bring up that we haven't brought up so far? Do we mm. have anything? We've uh, talked really, future, we've talked favorite parts, we've talked characters. It, it was oh, really, so, really cool to see that if Google was a guy, dude, playing a, a school principal. The, 
The only thing I want to bring up is <laughs> Jeremy's laughing now because he realizes <laughs> what they brought up with the quantum realm. Um, it gave her special powers. Do you think that since Scott's trapped there, maybe he's going to have quantum type powers now? I, I think like what was that her special power though? Was it just they never even I explained can, it? Basically, she can sync up. She just has like quantum the, energy. She basically syncs up like all the different like like probabilities right into because oh. i think because that's what Lawrence fishman's saying is you throw something out of sync it travels back and forth between different probability like different states and different realms so if you have to bring it back into sync so it her power is just oh i've been in there so long i know how to like level shit out like i'm with nate though i, I think i know where you're going dude is um, I think she's going to conveniently have this new mystery power that we haven't seen at the right moment when they need it for something. So what if that's how she gets out of the soul stone? Maybe, right? Yeah, maybe she right. just pops herself out. Like, there's going to be something quantum. stupid for like, oh, I lived in this thing for 30 years, Peanut. Um, <laughs> it's now my time to come out and I can do all this cool stuff that yeah, I she's didn't like, tell you I could do. She's like, I've been, in the, I've been in the quantum realm. The soul stone is nothing. Watch. <laughs> Boop. Yeah. Like, I'm out. Right? It's <laughs> going to be something stupid like that. And then um, I've got, might have some abilities or something. That too. Right. Again, convenient ab abilities that he finds out he has exactly when they need them. Right. Um, I've got a big one that I, I kind of started to go down before. Um, so like if, right, when we were talking about uh, the, uh, the Ant-Man point or like these multiple universes and stuff, um, <laughs> what if when Ant-Man's trying to figure out how, how this time travel thing works, if he ends up at another Earth, and meets the Fantastic Four or X-Men ever so briefly just to be like, hey, guys, what's up? And then he jumps back to our Earth or whatever. Possible or am I crazy? I think it's possible. It, I think it, it's possible. I, what better it, way to set it, that up than I don't through think a two-second scene? It's not going to be X-Men. It's going to be the Fantastic Four. If, yeah. if, if anything, it would be Fantastic Four. But I, it's it depends on... <laughs> when it's getting shot right because that deal is still not set in stone like they don't have those rights well, if back it's, if it's yet. literally like a, a minute or two scene they can squeeze that in yeah or they could yeah. even kind of film it and then just keep it in their back pocket and just not include it if they don't want to use it and yeah why couldn't they do that and honestly you may not even see you you'll so you may not even see the fantastic four you may you actually may baxter see, building you may see the the baxter building yeah, or something like this i actually like real galactus not that fucking cloud shit. yeah a cloud of energy that eats planets. That's their way to sneak something it's in. Evil Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> no. It opens up a lot of possibilities yeah. to your point. Yeah. Tyler Calvert says it should be Deadpool. That would be amazing. That would be I, cool awesome. too, yeah. would be I would cool. just love him to just show up and be like, hey, what's going on? Like, we need your help. Like, I don't even know who you are. And he's like, no, bye. And like, you know, teleports out of there or whatever. Like, that would be great. Yep. That would be awesome. Or like Deadpool's fighting Wolverine. You know, Ooh. just something random. And then Ant-Man just pops in for a second and pops out. Like, they're going to do something like that for sure. Guarantee it. 100%. If, Put your if, money on it. Heard it here first, STS guys. Yeah, I was say, as soon as that Fox merger goes through, the first thing you're going to see is they're going to tie something back into those properties. They're going to do something with those properties they lost so that they could bring that back and be like, look, we, we know that we have these things. We can use them again. Well, it, and with with how much they hint Logan and Deadpool and the characters talk about each other, you know, it, they better give us a movie with those two guys together because that would just, just be gold. 
It doesn't even have to be anything. Just film Hugh Jackman walking down the street. Everyone's going to assume if it's in a Marvel movie that that's if it's Hugh Jackman, it's Wolverine. Yeah, you don't Wolverine. even have to say it's Wolverine. Just be like, no, it was supposed to actually be Hugh Jackman, like the the actor or whatever. But no, like just have him there and it would work. Right. And cast him, put him, put him on the credits as like random dude number one. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, again, I think all this will be worked out. All they have to do is film this stuff. And by the time they're ready to release it, they just cut it in at the last minute if the deal's in, and then you're golden. No, no easy, easy peasy. Lemon done. See, and, and that brings it. up the thing that that um, the guy who directed Ant Man is vastly like petitioning for as soon as those rights come back to Disney to be the one to do the Fantastic Four movie. So yeah. there is a, a chance that we'll get that right away. That would be, be cool. Was it Peyton Reed, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he is, he is like saying like, I already, he's basically, it's like, I already got a script for it. Like I just need the okay from Marvel to go ahead with it. For sure. So, so one more, at least I got one more. Uh, what do you guys think about that Stanley cameo? That was amazing. It's pretty great. The, the, the whole the the fact is like I've been around from the seven. <laughs> like I, I yeah, th- that was better. Uh, what, was the, what did he say? Like pay like sixties were fun, but I'm paying for it now. Yeah, like that. Yeah, it's he he basically is making an, he dropped acid in the sixties joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like exactly, he's like it's coming back to haunt me. Um, yeah, I love that that aspect. I'm looking at uh, Drew Studios uh, brings up another thing. Captain Marvel's origin places her during the Kree War, which is where you think she is during Infinity War. Yeah, that's the thing is I really hope that her story actually kind of tells where she is present day. I know it's like, a, you know, her, her origin is in the 90s. And, you know, what is it? Marvel movies stay true to pretty much roughly current year, right? So where is she 20 years later? Like, or 30 years later, depending on what, what movie. That's the one thing is I really hope they show why she's not there. Like, well, and why, why here's a question, Jeremy, I know you want to jump in here, but let me bring this. Why? If they had that fucking pager at what point of people disappearing was that like, oh, better call Captain Marvel for this, not r- Wormhole opens up above New York and aliens start pouring out. Why weren't you like fucking pagering at that point? Like, what what about people disappearing? Were you like, oh, I better call Captain Marvel? Like, that's what I want them to answer. Uh, and I think your answer is going to be kind of going to come in that Thanos isn't the only threat. Like I said, like I said, I know you, I don't, I know for a fact that you haven't watched all of agents of shield agents of shield explains a lot of what's going on in the, in the background right now, especially with the Kree. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen, I've watched agents of shield with the whole like future and the earth cracking and that yeah. aspect of so, it. So right. So the Kree are pieces of shit. Like we all know this, but I said, I think that, I think there's, I think, She's basically the number one thing that's protecting the Earth against the Kree. Like I and I and I and I think that's where this. I think that's where that that's happening at. It's not that she's not not wanting to come and help. It's just that okay, hey, you know what? She's called away from her post, helping. Like I said continuing to basically keep this threat away. 
like, hey, you know what? We have a threat that's big enough that's gonna that's that's gonna be that needs your with. It was again. finally time. So it's right, time. but again, like uh, you think the, the Kree are bad, but the Chitari are just as bad. If she's out in fucking space, she should know about the Chitari, right? Like, I'm pretty I, sure. I want to know what about people did. Like, it seems something like as soon as Maria Hill disappeared, he knew, like, oh, I better call her. Why did he immediately go to her as soon as people started disappearing? Scott is clearly pissed right now. Yeah, I dude, I want an answer to this, dude. You're gonna get an answer, but you're not gonna like it. I'm you're probably so angry. you're way you're too so passionate angry. about this. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna like you're not gonna like their lame no. explanation. I can feel no. the heat coming off of you, Scott. Yeah, no, it's it's one of the things where I'm like, at what point? Like, if we knew Captain Marvel was out there, I know you you're bringing her in just for this, but she could have helped in a lot of other instances. And and as Droobs brings up depending on how powered you put her like at a certain point like she like travels she can like fly faster than light like she has a ton of different like power sets and things that would hint towards the fact that she should know what the hell is going on on earth but you know what? it goes back to the how are you going to explain where the fantastic four are where are the yeah. x-men where's deadpool like well they're just you're just gonna have to accept it because yeah. it's, it's this weird world we live in yeah. where they they weren't able to set they, everything up perfect because yeah. they never knew it was going to be this big 10 years ago i'm calling yeah. it right now man ant-man 3 ant point it's going to reset the whole yeah. time point. there you go yep <laughs> yeah for sure there's going to be a new iron man right it's it's going to be all that stuff falcon's going to take over his cap all because of ant-man thank you dc Yep. <laughs> See, I, I wonder if they're going to, like, though, because Flashpoint is coming up, they may do that just to be like, we can do a better Flashpoint than you can. That would be scary. Well, I'm scared to even see what Flashpoint becomes of, you know, I don't even know if that's going to be a thing, but after seeing Justice League, they need to just stop. Yeah. I, do unique stories. Like, DC just needs to focus on. Just like tell like a unique story. They don't have to try to interconnect. Yeah, it, it, it's, 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 point though. Like I said, like I said, if we did everything that everyone wanted, we'd have four hour plus movies that that, that everyone's that but everything scenes. I agree one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I would be falling True. asleep during them, and I would no longer like Marvel movies. And then I would have things like season two of Luke Cage. <laughs> Just a couple episodes too long. Um, okay. First off, Netflix, please. I, we've talked about this on every one of them. Why do you love the number 13 on episodes? Like, just make them 10. You don't need to drag stories out to the point where they're dead. Like, just make them 10. Did you see there's uh, there there were pictures from the set of Jessica Jones season three? I didn't even know they greenlit uh, Jessica Jones season three. Oh, dude, everyone has a, a sequel. There's a... Iron Fist 2, another Daredevil, Jessica Jones. Like, everyone's getting greenlit. I guess Jessica Jones is filming already, though. Yeah. So, is I it? think what they're trying to do is they're, I think they're worried that Disney's going to take away oh, right. the rights when they get their own streaming thing. So, I think they're trying to pump out as much shit as they can. Yeah. Before they, that, they, do they, they like they wasting, you know, they might, they must like wasting money if they're going to make an Iron Man season two because I'm not going to watch that shit. Iron Fist. Horrible. Iron oh, Iron, I said Iron Man. Whoops. Yep. Iron Fist Season 2. Iron, 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 Iron Archer Season 2. <laughs> All the Iron, Iron Archer Season 2. There we go. There we go. Everyone. That. Everyone's getting a season now. I'll watch that over Iron Fist Season 2. Thank you for calling Netflix. You have been greenlit. Tyler says he was happy with the eight episodes of Defenders. Yeah, eight episodes, I think it's perfect for a Marvel series. 
on Netflix. You know what else is perfect? You know what else is perfect? A super mega giveaway. What? Wait. Oh. I was trying to find a tie into that, and Larry just did it. It was a little forced. Master of the Segway, Larry. Are you talking about the Super Mega Game Your Way giveaway? I am talking about the Super Mega Game Your Way giveaway. Jeremy, what can you win? (laughs) Well, I didn't get the chance to say, did you? Yeah, you ruined the bit. You ruined it. it. It's my my bit. I can ruin it if I want to. Larry, man, I I, I was set up. Waiting. I was waiting for my turn. Larry claiming bits and claiming it. the right to destroy them. I killed it. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to do the, Jeremy, tell them what they can win. Oh. <laughs> so, contest we're currently running is the Super Mega Game Your Way giveaway. Did you say Super Mega Game Your Way giveaway? I think he just said Super Mega Game Your Way giveaway. He did say Super Mega Game Your Way giveaway. I did say Super Mega Game Your Way giveaway. Thanks for the recovery, Larry. Redeemed. Uh, Redeemed, yeah. Thank you. Um, so what we're giving away is you can win a $150 Razor Kraken 7.1 Chroma headset. This headset is legit. It's amazing. It's actually better than the headset that any one of us use when we live stream our games. So this headset is something you're going to want to have. Um, also, and the reason why we're calling it the Super Mega Game Your Way giveaway is because I said we're also giving, kicking in a $60 GameStop gift card, which basically can get you any game that you want on any system that you want. So you want Whoa. the Smash a Brothers. S- a $60 gift card? $60 gift card. Ooh. What games could I possibly get with that, Jeremy? Super Smash Bros. on the Nintendo Switch? You can get that. Can I get Spider-Man PS4? If you can get that. What if I want an older game, say, you know, uh, Dying Light on the PS4? If GameStop has it in stock, <laughs> get that. <laughs> I have no idea what that is, but sure, you want it, you can get it. I, I had to think of a game that came out like last year, because we are hinting towards the fact that it doesn't matter what you get. Or, or as, as Denelson is, is, is pointing out in the chat, $60 for Pops. You can spend it all on Black Series figures. We don't care. Ben Feldman on Twitter wants to buy a bunch of Amiibos if he wins. That's kind of gaming related, right? Pops, we're also throwing in a Cuphead pop as well. No way. An STS guy's giveaway without a pop. Yeah. As I say, I think that has to be like, that. that is our staple. We've given out a pop or at least a Funko in every giveaway we've done so far. Absolutely. We have some major Funko collectors. In our group, so if we don't give away some Funko Pops, I'm surprised. Absolutely. You know what? I like Funko so much. I think you guys should talk more Pops next week on the podcast. Ooh, what? Another great segue. There's this little thing coming up in two weeks called San Diego Comic-Con. How about we do a San Diego Comic-Con preview next week and talk Pop exclusives? I don't know. Mezco's got some cool stuff coming out. How about we just do a SDCC preview? Yeah. Whoa, uh, that is a fantastic idea. I love it. I won't be there. Either will I. (laughs) Have fun, guys. Yay. I love how Larry just said, like, you guys are going to talk about this, and I'm not going to join. I'm getting very bossy today. You are very bossy. That's my bit. I'm ruining it if I want to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we're talking about San Diego Comic-Con exclusives because that's the next big convention. We're excited for it. Why, Why are we excited, Nate? Because of all the great content we're going to be pumping out. 
because and we're going to be there. We're going to be there. And we're also going to Funko Fun Days, which is taking place at the exact same time on that Friday. Uh, Larry and Jeremy are going to that. I'm going to be going to STCC. So you guys can expect a lot of awesome content coming your way. Next week, we're talking about exclusives. Yep. Do we uh, go to NYCC? Um, I think that's one of our goals. That's all of us would love to go to NYCC. We, would love to. we live on the complete opposite side of the country. So that is going to be a journey for us. So it's not something that we've been able to do, but we do want to go. So next year, like I said, next year we are on tap, uh, like I said, to hopefully go to uh, NYCC and Emerald City. <gasps> Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle, Washington. We say fingers crossed for those. That would be neat. I won't be happy until we go to all the majors. Yet. Make sure to head over to stsguys.fun uh, to go ahead and make sure to get all of your entries. We have uh, options for daily entries by watching you know, some of our videos. Some of the videos you can watch right now is uh, Scott and Nate's coverage of E3, and then also I said our coverage of the amazing Las Vegas Comic Con, which we just got back from last weekend. Yeah. So, uh, Jeremy, let's go ahead and, and just add this in here. How long do they have to get those entries in? The contest officially ends on the 27th. We will be announcing our winner live on the podcast on the 28th of July. Awesome. Nice. That's 20 days of daily entries still available. That's at least, what is that? You get two daily entries, right? So that's, you know, 22 more entries at the very least that you can get in. Those daily entries help because I think the last winner won with a daily entry, right? That's honestly, out of all the contests we've ran, uh, I think three out of the four of them have actually won on daily entries. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think most of them have. Yep. So get those daily entries in, kids. STSGuys.fun. Definitely. Uh, I am so excited. Before we go, though, I am literally excited for our. Let me add this in, guys. Just for right now, we have about 5,000 entries currently on that contest. 5,000 entries. So you've got to get those daily entries in so you can improve your chances of winning. The more entries, the better, guys. All right. So, what are you excited for, dude? I'm excited for our package that we're getting on Monday. We're getting a package on Monday. That's awesome. Like, I feel like we need some new swag. Like we've got some stickers that have been like we printed up a couple months ago. Like they're getting old. I we made some buttons. That's boring. Like, wouldn't what? it be awesome if we had something cool and new and original coming? What what possibly could be different from what everyone else has that we could get though, Larry? Dude, let's get some pogs. Ooh. <laughs> Man. Talk about classic. Who doesn't know about pogs? Right? Anyone born after like yeah. 1994? Hey, you know what, Scott? <laughs> Who doesn't know about Pogs? That's my age, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Cool. Pogs are awesome. really gambling. Yeah, yeah. It w- it really was. It was the so, first time I felt lost in my entire life. Is when you try to challenge somebody and they won, and you lost all your shit. Larry, part of the chat is going nuts here. Tell us a little bit more about that. So we have a custom order of STS guys pogs coming in the mail on Monday. So we will be bringing them with us to San Diego for San Diego Comic-Con. It'll be the first place you can get your hands on SDCC pogs. So if you're gonna be in town, let us know. If you want some pogs, 
uh, we'll figure out a way for everybody else to get a hold of some too. So if you want some pogs in the chat, just let us know you want some pogs. Can, can, can I show them what they look like? Sure, yeah, yeah, Jeremy, pull them up. But, uh, do it. It's a good thing. The only thing I wish that we need to figure out how to do is we need to find someone local here that does some like metalworking to make us a couple STS guys slammers. That would be sweet. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Like we, we, we put we our need names those. on them. Yeah, exactly. We need those as well. All right, take a look at this. These are the custom STS guys pogs in all their glory. Exclusive it's so beautiful. Look. Aren't they amazing? Yeah, you've seen it here first, guys. Look at those. Those things are just, they're just beauties. Custom and STS guys logo. Design. STS guys skull. It's pretty sweet. I like them. STS guys green. So they are on their way. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> Jeremy's. I always love when Jeremy tries to flip it back from his like screen share or whatever because it does that weird window, like crazy, like infinite screen thing. Yeah, we just talked about how we're going to be at STCC and Funko Friday. So if you guys see us there, you might get these uh pogs first. Yeah, and I will be super easy to spot. Actually, me and Jeremy will be super easy to spot <laughs> yeah. because the theme for Funko Fun Days this year is. Funko High School Fun Days Prom. So Funko's encouraging everybody to dress up in their best 80s prom fashion. Um, this guy right here will be rocking a neon pink suit. Jeremy's got some neon green uh, suspenders and glasses and a fake wig Max, coming really soon. I, I scratched that idea. Oh, you did? What oh, do you, no. are you Okay, so I will be wearing a bright pink suit. I, I, what, what do you think, Jeremy? I found I found something even better. The wig right. is still in play. The wig is still in play because I couldn't give it up. It's a David Bowie wig. It looks amazing. The wig um, is pretty sweet. The wig is pretty cool. But scrap the suspenders, scrap the bow tie, scrap those glasses. I found a Liberace like neon blue blazer with nice. crazy bright uh, Iron Man eighty style eighty style Iron Man undershirt. It's amazing. Ordered it the uh, day before yesterday. So awesome! So we're gonna be dressed up like a bunch of weirdos standing outside the Manchester Grand Hyatt for like six hours on Friday. Um, we'll have pods. We'll have stickers. We'll be giving out high fives. We'll be standing in line with Mike and Josh from Talking Pops. It's gonna be a good time. Shout out to Talking Pops. I got to see a sneak preview of Larry in his pink suit, and it's pretty epic. It it's actually really, really, really weird how like well that suit fits Larry. Not just like in terms of like actual physical fit, but like just Larry in a pink suit looks right. Well, so are you like, saying that you could see him in an episode of Stranger Things and he'd fit? So it oh, is a, so it is a fifty. Oh God, it's so weird. Um, it is a fifty dollars suit off Amazon, and yeah, surprisingly, it actually fits okay. Hey guys, we may be getting another purple couch type photo yeah. in that suit it's gonna be pink suit larry we Lee gotta find a purple larry. couch <laughs> what? Lee <suit> larry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Yes, that's great yeah. i would oh, pay for a print of that oh well, you'll get one for free nate i'm gonna put it on the back wall right here <laughs> move over batman yeah get out of the way batman larry's coming in larry in his purple suit reflective Batman that you can't even see very well. 
It's funny that you bring that up, though, Nate. Like, before it was perfectly visible, but now that you have a good <laughs> cam, like, it's catching all the light. And you're like, oh, that Batman poster is really reflective. You can see all the shitty imperfections in my setup back here. Uh, it doesn't hold a candle to the fact that you can now see, like, half my daughter's toys since we're strategically <laughs> out of place with the square camera. <laughs> hey, man, but you can but, uh, see all your awesome wall art. All those you can't monsters. actually see what was actually behind me. Yeah. yeah. A lot of loot crate prints, right? Or Bambox. Uh, Bambox. A lot of Bambox. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Andy Park is an uh, artist that they go to a lot, and I love his art. And so uh, a lot of the stuff is his that goes up there because I just love everything that he's put out. I can see that NES Classic sneaking in the back there, too. There there are. The boxes for the NES Classic and the SNES Classic are back here. That is sweet. What? I got one of those, too. And it looks hey, like you got that signed... You got that signed DC Metal 6 there, too, right? It, yeah, it's sitting there waiting for... Uh, a frame of some kind so I can put that up. Some of the only if we knew somebody who made cool comic book frames. Yeah, oh, if only. Man. man. Gosh. Wait. Too bad, huh? I think oh. we just lost Jeremy. He just ran away. So we're waiting for Jeremy. That's like a tee up for him. And then he's like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, he's just coming in a mask. But yes. Who, who are those uh, guys you met in Vegas? I don't think he can even hear us right now. No, I don't think he can. Iron (laughs) Iron Man is is out of the loop at this point here. Oh, there he is. So uh, when we were in Vegas, we did meet a couple of people uh, that uh, surprisingly are from the Phoenix area, same as us, that uh, do these really cool custom comic book frames. Jeremy and I talked about it on our uh, kind of recap video slash last week's podcast. Go check it out. We uh, we talk about them a little bit. We are still kind of talking with them about getting a couple samples so that we can actually physically show one uh, here on the uh, podcast, which is why uh, the comic books are out there is they're getting ready to go in into some sort of frame. More information coming soon. Exactly. More More info as we get it. Uh, but we may have some more info for anybody who wants to really show off their comics and protect them. Th- these are the frames for you. Absolutely. That's pretty sweet, guys. All right. Is this where we're ending the stream, guys? I think so. Yeah, dude, you put on the mask and it's over. <laughs> this is a different kind of Jeremy we're seeing right now. This is. This is Jeremy. Jeremy's got a level of silliness. <laughs> If this is your first episode streaming <laughs> channel, we are a weekly podcast where we sit around, shoot the bit, talk about anything geeky, nerdy, and cool. You can find us online at Instagram at STS Guys, on Twitter at STS Guys, on Facebook at The STS Guys, and I am Iron Man from The STS Guys. I'm Batman. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from there, to be honest. No, me neither. Am I supposed to say my name? Like, I don't even know what's happening right now. I was going with, I was going with the deep voice. I'm going to say I'm Batman. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Darkness. <laughs> no parents. Yeah. Hey, hey. Boy. It's Larry. <laughs> hey, guys. It's been Nate. And I'm Scott. And I've been Jeremy. And we're the SCS guys. Have a great night, everyone.
and sit down.